What is up, everybody? This is another one. Her usual. usual. <laughs> Welcome. It's 2021. Episode 13. 13. That's crazy. Yes. Have you thought of any New Year's resolutions yet? Um, no, you know, I haven't. I mean, there are some things that... Um, I would say probably just, uh, well, well, I kind of finished my apartment, so it's, it feels good to be like almost done (laughs) in in some sense, but it just, I think it just, for me, just starting to look at life in a different angle, like maybe I should go and get like some kind of like, um, education in something else or you know do something that it's something outside my work i see anything that you can think of possibly being interested maybe not just like a you know just getting like educated in something getting like a some kind of courses or something um maybe even work-related things i don't know i haven't like really looked into it but i definitely know that i want to get a little bit um different type of knowledge Mm -hmm. yeah what about you i think that um i probably want to continue to grow as a person we're in the fast paced life in new york i want to take a step back and really reflect on things that we do on a day-to-day and see what we're doing and what what our purpose is revisit and a good goal to have in the future because sometimes we lose ourselves that way you know things change and you kind of go with the flow but it's good to really think about what's happening around you and where you want to go and really push for that to me I mean I'm being very vague and broad but honestly it's 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 with everything that we do on a day-to-day so Aside from that, more tangible thing is probably making sure that I am healthier and I stay healthier um, in respect to like our foods that we eat, just really being more knowledgeable in what to eat. I think that I just eat what I feel like eating. I know that some things are you know, beneficial to our bodies and nutritious, but you still want to know what you're eating. And I know you're really good at that, so maybe, you know, you can always give us some tips. But anyway, I I think we should jump right into our conversation of the day today. Yeah, what do you think? sure. Let's, let's do it. And we have a guest today. Yeah, pretty exciting. <laughs> only, only if people knew, like, how we got to this point. No one will really know our struggles. <laughs> On a day-to-day with this recording, but I'm excited to have our very own Mr. Eno. Hey, what's up, guys? Hello there. <laughs> happy New Year. Yeah. Happy Thank New you. Year. That was quite the intro. I don't don't even know if I need to be a guest today. I was enjoying the conversation of all the resolutions so far. What's your resolution? 
I think my resolution is to become Eno 3.0. Pretty similar to you guys, but wanting to continue to progress. And I hate the term evolve, but just getting to the next level, whether, you know, it's fitness or career or just, you know, personal journey. But it sounds like you guys are ready to challenge yourselves to grow more and that's definitely you know i'm on the same page as that as well any plans that you have maybe thought of i'm i think ideas i don't want to say plans yet because i feel like you know if you're going to have a plan then you really need to put in the the work and you know whether that's have a notepad full of ideas and how you're going to make it there um, I'm not at that point yet. Um, definitely something that is on the top of my priority list, though, to really map out on how I'm going to get there this year. Are you giving yourself, like, a timeline to do it, or what? <laughs> I think, you know, it's it's a New Year's resolution, so, you know, I I don't know if you can predict when it's going to happen, because you don't always control the timing, but you can... You can control your motor though, right? Like what, are you operating on all cylinders or, you know, are you pacing yourself towards it? But for me, I don't want to say A, B, and C are my goals if I haven't really, you know, mapped it out. So that's something that I definitely need to do. Okay. Well, you have the whole year to figure it out. So you still have time to do it. Like everyone else, I think, out there, right? This year is going to be crucial for everyone because everyone's trying to kind of decide what's their next step after last year. Yeah, let's get into our today's topic. And we're talking about what men want. And Ina's going to help us to answer that question. What do men want? Yeah, what do men want? (laughs) Here goes my first question. And so what I want to know is, what do you think about women who make a first move? Women who make the first move? I think Yes. I, I think that's great. I think that's a good thing. Um, I don't know. I don't think that it should matter what between a man or a woman who makes the first move. But, you know, for a woman to do it, that shows a lot of confidence. So I think that's definitely attractive to a guy or most guys if a woman's willing to make the first move for sure. Wait, confident or controlling? I'd say confident. I don't think it's necessarily controlling. Has it ever happened for you? Yeah, more than once for sure. What was that person like thereafter? I think they're, I mean, I wouldn't say they're much different from anyone else that I dated in terms of like, like a controlling person, if we're going to talk about that. But in terms of confidence, I think, you know, that shows part of their personality that they are confident. They're not insecure about themselves. They're willing to, I guess, take risks and 
you know, take control of the situation. But, you know, I, I don't think that it changes so much in a relationship, at least not from my experience. It's just if someone's willing to go for it and yeah. Okay. Do you think why some men don't make a first move? Do you think that's something that it just lack lack of confidence or being shy? What do you think the reason why men don't make the first move sometimes? Not all the time, but sometimes. Well, I think I think most men do make the first move. Um, I don't think if they're not. They may be introvert. Okay. They may be socially awkward. They may be nervous or, like you mm-hmm. said, lack confidence or scared. Or they may have a fear of rejection, too. But at the same time, maybe they're just not... I mean, how do you know... How do you read that situation? Like, if a girl's saying, like, why isn't this guy making a first move? Maybe he's just not interested in you. Or maybe he doesn't look at you that way. Or maybe <laughs> he just wants to be friends with you. So I don't... You know, it's how do you gauge that situation and how do you judge it? I think that's something you'd have to talk about in retrospect mm-hmm. with that person if you're with someone that didn't make the first move. But yeah, there's so many different factors to that that it's hard to really tell. All right. So you don't have like a set role like you, like if the woman is not making a move, you always go ahead and make your move right first. You don't wait for her to make the move. No, because, you know, I, like in my experience, there's times where there's been someone interested in me that I didn't, I wasn't even aware they were interested in me. So I think that's part of kind of what I just said. It's, it's not like, oh, I'm going to wait for this girl to make the first move. It's more like, I wasn't even aware. So, I mean, I guess an example is when I was in college I was in a lecture and someone kept throwing paper balls at me and I was, I had no idea, you know, what that, like, I'm not even thinking about, like, I'm literally in a lecture. I'm not thinking about girls. I'm not thinking about who's in the class. I literally am wearing the scrubbiest outfit with my hood pulled over my head, some dingy sweatpants, you know, strolling into school and I'm getting hit with these paper balls. So finally, I'm turning around. I'm trying to figure out who's throwing. I think I'm getting hazed or something. And literally have, still have no idea who did it. And then finally, one of them landed in my lap. And there's a note on it. And it was this girl that wanted to talk. But regardless, that's a very, I guess, confident girl doing that in the middle of a college lecture so yeah i think the reason why women don't make first move i think because they they, like you said mentioned before we're all afraid of rejection and i think women feel like well i need to know if he likes me like he needs to make that move to show me that he likes me and we kind of hold back to even even though we like the guy we sometimes like okay i need him to show me that he likes me and then i'll be open to like you know, have conversation with him. And I think women now becoming more confident and like even me, like going back to um, our like previous conversations. And um, when I talked about dating, online dating, I remember 
this online app Bumble that came out and I was like, oh, woman, woman has to make a first move. And I was like, that's like not what I'm used to. <laughs> like I'm always used to man making a first move. And that was a challenge um, on my part where I'm like, okay, I'm not even like facing this person, but I have to like message them first and start a conversation. Like how I do that, you know? <laughs> so that was like challenge what I challenged myself as a woman, like making that first move. Yeah. So, so how did you overcome that? I think what helps that you don't really see that person face to face. So it's not like you, you're not as nervous as, as if you would see them in person. Um, but also I think it was okay. just like, well, if I really want to make this go anywhere, like that's how it works. Like I, there's no, you can't just avoid this. Like this is this is the step you have to take. So there was no other option. I think when we are we don't have another option, right? It's like when you walk into the bar, you see one man. You don't have another option. You have to talk to that one man. Do you? So, no, I'm just saying. Like if you really want to find someone, that's kind of the same thing with like dating. Like if I don't talk to him first, on if I don't message him first. Like, I might lose this guy. He might be a great guy. I get it. I think I could relate to that sometimes because you, honestly, the whole fear of rejection is real. Not just in, like, the dating world, but in the real world. Like, you just don't do something because, and this is part of my resolution, it's like, just because you think you're going to fail, you just don't do it. Being a perfectionist sometimes could be bad. I'm not saying I'm a perfectionist, but knowing that it's fail, fail safe, fail safe, is that the word? Um, then I would continue. But if I don't know that, and if I feel like I might, I might, there's a possibility that I might fail, then I just stop or I don't continue or I don't even start. So... I think that you kind of want to have that assurance really when you have somebody telling you, hey, like this is a little hint that I'm giving you that I'm interested. I might do those, like throw jabs a little bit, but it's not going to be to the point where you're like, dude, like I straight up want to date you. I don't think I can ever do that either. As much as I want to say I'm confident about it, I honestly don't think that I'd be okay with that. Because my parents, or not my parents, who, I don't know whose mom said it to me, but they were like, yeah, you have to have the guy like you more to make that relationship work. So, again, like that's kind of uh, keeping to the stereotype and maybe the cultural understanding of like I mean it, it makes sense but not really right nowadays you don't really need that anymore so let's ask you know here how do you usually receive love like how what are the things that a girl can do to make you feel loved top three top three mm-hmm to feel loved, what can a girl do to make me feel the most loved? Mm-hmm. I would say for me, 
Consistency is one. Um, like, can you elaborate? Being consistent on the daily is, I think, very important relationship in terms of feeling loved because what, like, it just depends on, like, what your definition of love is, right? Like, is it someone that is always nurturing towards you or taking care of you? Is it someone that shows it through their words or how they touch or whatever? But for me, it's consistency because that's very important to me is having someone that will always, you know, have your back and will always be able to communicate with you and spend time with you daily and kind of show that same you know, affection through the relationship as you, as you go on a daily, like having the roller coasters of ups and downs and, and things like that, or maybe you, your relationship is, <clears throat> you know, inconsistent. There's a lot of fights, but then that could be consistent. You know, you get it. Yeah. You get a huge <laughs> gift at the end and it makes you feel better. I don't know. Like the whole cliche of like a man buying a woman flowers when he messes up. Like that's, to me, that's inconsistent, right? Because it's kind of like a cycle. But yeah, I think that is one. I think loyalty is another one. That's probably two. Like your girl should always have your back no matter what. That doesn't mean she doesn't put you in check. But she should always back you first. And even if she has to check you behind closed doors and talk through things with you because you're wrong that that loyalty and that 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 you know expression to the people outside of your relationship that like i'm committed to this guy and i will have his back no matter what and you know showing that is that's love to me um for three I don't know what a third is. <laughs> I think the, the first two are very important. Um, but What about respect? Yeah, I think respect and loyalty kind of go hand in hand. Um, but no, that's also a good one. I think it's the way you communicate to each other and the way you treat each other. If you're upset, like where do you draw the line and what you say to each other or you know, things like that. So yeah, respect is definitely a good one. I, I think that could be in top three. I, I think, think there is a little bit of a fine line for that because what do you determine having your back and not having your back? So yeah, it's case by case probably. You kind of have to do a temperature check on the room too, right? It's If someone's sharing their opinion on like something political – and, you know, and people are just openly talking and it's just like a chill conversation. Like, yeah, but what about this? Or like, you know, what about this? Or, you know, I, I don't want to like get into like a detailed example, but that's like a mature, chill conversation. But if there's like an argument or a really strong debate where people are getting in their feelings, then I think it's important to make sure you're backing your partner. Well, now it kind of kind of uh, brings me to another question. 
If you and your partner had different political views, would you be able to stay in that relationship long term? It depends how extreme it is. Because I think nowadays, especially with last year, a lot of like political issues were risen because of, because of like race, right? And social class. So if it's one extreme versus another, it's, it's probably going to be tough. You know, so I, if it's something small, like is someone more pro-life and is someone, you know, more pro-choice, you know, I think that you can still have a relationship with that person because you can difference an opinion on something like that and still have a relationship in my opinion. So say, okay. So, you know, say that, think about this. You're in an argument with your girlfriend, your girlfriend cries. What is your feeling? So you're fighting with your girlfriend and she starts crying. Yep. I think you automatically feel bad. You feel guilty. You feel like it escalated too far. And, you know, you feel that you wish it didn't get there. Yeah. I mean, if you don't care, if you're making your partner cry over an argument and that's the reason why they're crying and you don't care and you're just that stone cold, you probably don't really have much left for the relationship in my opinion. Or you're so fed up that like you don't even care about how they feel anymore and you have no sensitivity towards them. So. Okay, so you're feeling bad. Why? Because you're making your partner cry. Why do you want to make your partner cry? Like, how could you feel good about that? That's, it sucks. You don't want to make your, the person that you love cry over an argument. Even, even if she was wrong, let's say. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you care, really care about her and love her, you don't want it to get to that point. There's better ways to communicate than getting to that, than letting it escalate to that point. But what about if girl is like always cries? Like if she's very emotional <laughs> and every time you have not you say anything, if you even like make a statement that is not like of offensive in any way. Yeah, I mean, you chose to be with that person, so you got to <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> Everyone's different. Like some people are super emotional and may cry about everything. Some people might cry when they're wrong. But at the end of the day, it's not going to help either person what if well okay she can also be crying because she's so angry at you yeah that's true I mean, she wants to like rip your head off but she can't so she's just crying <laughs> yeah i think that's probably a hard one for guys to read <laughs> if that's the reason for the crying and then it's gonna get worse because the guy is gonna try to comfort and when she's just trying to get him away from her. So I think in that particular situation, that's probably important for the girl to communicate that she needs some space. Like, we can talk about this later or, you know. Mm -hmm. But 
give me some space might not necessarily mean give me some space. Sometimes when that happens, they just want you to console her. Okay. Well, that's just <laughs> confusing. <laughs> so that's no. I mean, if that's yeah. if that's what a girl's doing, then that's on her because you're giving poor communication. And maybe you're giving poor communication because you're over emotional and crying. And this could be a guy doing that too, not just a girl. Let me be clear on that. But it's, yeah, it's, you're just making it more difficult at that point. Yeah, I mean, just, I'm thinking back to my past relationships and I was, when I was like younger, um, I was dating this guy and we had an argument and I started crying and I think for me when I think back of that particular situation I feel like even though he he felt really bad and he was trying to like comfort me and say you know what I'm sorry but the problem was that for me like I liked it like it was it went great like I he was able to calm me down and I felt good and we moved on but the problem for me was when I look back now is that we never had a discussion about, oh, why, like, we had this argument, but we never had, like, okay, what we, what we learned from it, like, what, why did that argument happen in the first place? I guess at that point, you have to come back and talk about it just so that you guys both are in the clear if you are confused about it. You need to, there needs to be, like, a resolution is what you're saying which I agree on, because otherwise it's going to happen again. Right, yeah, which usually don't happen. Like, people usually, I feel like there is always this, oh, let me, because I care about her, let me just not talk about it anymore. Let's just, <laughs> just kind of avoid the this whole conversation we had that caused this argument in the first place. But I think it's important to go back mm -hmm. and kind of like, okay, you know what, let's just go back and kind of see what why you felt this way. Do you agree, you know? Well, that's probably going to be on the girl. That's probably going to be on the person who was crying to bring it back up because... Oh, so you wouldn't bring it up. Your oh, interesting. Okay. Well, no, because in your situation, if I was talking to you about it or if your boyfriend in the past was talking to you about it and you started crying, why would he want to bring that up again? He's going to think you're... He's going to hurt your feelings and you're going to start crying again. Well, you can say it in a different way or maybe you can you can say, well, you know, I think the reason why you cried is this, this, this. And then, you know, kind of like you can also bring this conversation up. I don't think the girl has well, to bring it up. I think the guy is going to be more hesitant if it made you cry in the past. That's what I'm saying. So, Okay, I see. I think if it's important enough it's gonna be brought up again somehow and if the guy was paying attention then I think that maybe he would take the time to be more uh, it, it would take the time to take a little more initiative and say that you know I maybe we should talk about this at some point um, I know that it's important to you and this and that that's kind of what you would want as a woman right if you're the one crying uh, but also, you don't want to hurt their feelings, so you just kind of let it ride out until she brings it up again. So there's, two, I guess, two different options. But 
if you are the type of person that expects that from a guy where they should come up to you and ask you, then, I mean, good, fine. You got to find a way to let them know that that's what you want early on. But also it has to be like their personality. So I guess it's hard to say. Or at least that's that's the ideal situation. So yeah, if we're talking about what guys want, they want to avoid crying by all means necessary. <laughs> Wait, you want to avoid crying or you want to avoid your women crying? <laughs> Both. For sure. Okay. So I have to ask every single guest that comes on our show this question and it's, how do you feel about putting the toilet seat down? I think it depends on your living situation. That's okay. what I think it depends on. You live with your girlfriend, you keep it up or down? You probably need to put it down because I feel like most girls would prefer you to have it down. The toilet seat or toilet seat cover? The lid? See, you're different because you like the lid being down. <laughs> I like the lid being down on oh, the seat before cover you being flush. down too. Wait, what? You like both down, no? The seat itself and the seat cover? I think it's important to have the toilet, seat, the toilet seat lid completely down before you flush the toilet. Not after you flush the toilet. That's defeating the purpose, to, in my opinion. Okay. So, what if, so what if you flush the toilet and you didn't flush everything? And you have no idea you haven't flushed it, flushed it the proper way? If you're living at home, I think you would know if it would flush or not flush well. So, what if you what if you're someone else's house? Then I'd have to check. Oh, so you will lower the lid and then you will flush and then you raise the lid to check if it's Yes. <laughs> if it's just if I'm just peeing, like who cares? Like fine, it should have gone down. I guess if the only thing you have to check is if toilet paper went down but most so okay let's let's negate the <laughs> lid for a second let's just talk about the actual seat being up or down so in my opinion common practice and the respectful thing to do is for a gentleman to put the seat down when he's done using the toilet right but i guess my question is why besides the lid i get the lid thing because of like hygienic things but there's a lot of girls that just prefer the seat to be down not the lid so what makes it so important like and respectful or proper manner for a guy to put the seat down is it just so you don't have to touch it when you when it's your turn to use the bathroom like what is what is the reason for it you want to sit down but you forget that the toilet seat is up or down i mean Oh, uh, up, what am I saying? Then uh, you accidentally sit and you fall into the toilet. 
Whereas if you had always put your toilet seat down, then you don't have to worry about like falling into a toilet and touching whatever was dripped onto the toilet uh, bowl without <laughs> when you're keeping it up, for instance. But fine, I get it. If you're living by yourself, you can do whatever you want. But most common courtesy is to keep the toilet seat down because it's it does not show your pee stains on the rim <laughs> and you don't you accidentally sit on it okay so what if a guy stumbles into the bathroom at four in the morning and is unaware that the toilet seat is down and just starts peeing then should he automatically assume it's down just yeah. the same as a woman is assuming that it's down so they don't fall in i think that it's better that it's better that he accidentally pees on it than he actually falls into it. What? Okay. No? I mean either way, that's disgusting. <laughs> if he pees all over the toilet first of all, why is he even peeing on top on top of the toilet seat? Can he not aim? <laughs> not the toilet seat, I'm talking about the rim when Yeah, you who pees seat. on that? Um, I see stains on it all the time. From where? From just here. Not this guy. Anyway, I know guys who's courteous enough. I've talked to guys about this before. They'll wipe it down if they drip on it. And I see, I've heard some guys, like I was watching a Korean drama or something. He was like, yeah, I'd pee sitting down. Like, so he doesn't even lift the toilet seat up. He just sits down on the toilet seat. So there, I'm sure there are different ways of using the toilet. And I'd actually really like to hear that from our audience. If they know, you know, different ways of peeing in the toilet. I think this applies to obviously men more than women. But let me tell you, I have full disclosure. I have tried standing and peeing. <laughs> When I was younger. <laughs> it went all over the place. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I can't stand that wide enough. <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, I've never fallen into a toilet, so. I have. <laughs> it cannot be a pleasant experience, though. Meaning, like, I've. I almost, sorry, that, I don't mean that I like actually fell in. I almost fell in because I was about to sit and I'm like, whoa, the toilet seat is not down. That's what I mean. And I like almost fell into the toilet. When you walk in the bathroom, you're already seeing it. No, sometimes you're just like, I really got to pee. I put my pants down. I got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You can't blame the toilet seat for that. That's your own fault. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can we? I actually have a question for you now. What? Uh, okay. So we talked about the toilet seat, which is, I think it's probably, to some extent, annoying to some women. But what about men? What men find annoying about women? Any examples or? In like habits, you mean? Yeah, like habits. So. I mean, if we're going to talk about the bathroom, 
women that throw out their menstrual products in the mm-hmm. like the garbage can, but then they don't cover it. That's disgusting. And I've seen that like here. No, not here. More than one time in my life. Even in like a public bathroom, like why? Like that's so disgusting. Like why wouldn't you like at least like ball it up in a toilet paper or throw a, a paper towel on top of it? Or like I've seen like a tamp a used tampon just like on the floor. I've seen Ew. a used tampon in a fitting room at a store before, Ew. like on the floor. Like that is nasty. Like why do women do that? I don't even care. Like. Like, there's no excuse for that. So, like, what... Are they afraid to touch, touch like, their own stuff? Or, like, I, I'm very confused by that. I'm telling you, women are filthy. <laughs> um, makeup. Hmm? I think leaving makeup out everywhere is annoying, for sure. Or, like, covering the sink with all different makeup products. That's annoying for sure. I'm, like, a minimalist when it comes to the bathroom. So, like, the only thing that should be on the sink is, like, your soap, your your toothbrush, your toothpaste, and, like, that's it. Everything else should just be put away. So, yeah, that's, I think that's annoying. But if you have a his and her sink, then you wouldn't care. But if you share one bathroom, if there's always, like, a ton of clutter, that's annoying. But if it's necessities for the woman, that's just something that you, mm-hmm. for you, might not make sense. Like you said, if it's a his and her sink. She needs those things daily. And for you, all you need is soap and a toothbrush, maybe. Right? So... <laughs> And if he's shaving, yeah. Yeah, so I don't leave my shaver out. He I don't leave shave every day, do I don't leave my hair products out. <laughs> I put them away. I don't leave anything out besides the necessities. But you open that drawer of wherever he put it. Still put away. I'm just you guys are asking me what a guy think is, is gonna think is annoying and if you have a shared bathroom and there's beauty like clutter of like makeup and makeup pads and whatever you guys use then it's they're going to be annoyed by it (laughs) no i mean i don't get me wrong i think that that's annoying too i don't think all guys care but like it just depends on you know who they are and their personality but like it's also just like a toilet seat it's an aesthetic thing You know, I'm thinking about why men say relax, like it's going to help her relax. You're just trying to de-escalate the situation. Keyword trying to. (laughs) I don't think it's trying to at all. I think it's making it worse. I think it does make it worse. Telling someone to calm down and relax when they're upset is not going to help them calm down and relax. But I, I, 
I don't want to say that when a guy is using it, he has ill intentions, but he most certainly can be because he could be doing that like you're crazy, like calm down, like stop being over emotional, calm down, relax, like you're taking this too far. So there could be like if they know how to push your buttons and they know that pisses you off, then that could be what they're doing. So that's pretty crappy. But, or I've seen it, like I've actually seen it in public when like a woman is like super upset at her guy and like he's like, yo, calm down, like we're in public. So is that different or is that, is that the same as being at home and like pissing you off because he's telling you to relax? Because that's kind of like, when it's in public, I think it's a little bit of a different situation because he doesn't want you to look crazy. And he doesn't want to cause a scene. So is no, that excusable? No, I wouldn't say relax or calm down. I would just say, okay. Well, what if he's like, calm down, there's people watching you, like staring at you. I would just have to ask him to say like, hey, like, like I understand your frustration. Maybe we can talk about this somewhere else. Okay. As opposed to saying, relax, we need to go home and talk about this. Like, people are watching. But what if he's already said that to you, and you're still going off? Then what if I he's like, can drag... we talk about this at home? Like, let's go. Or can we, you know, go somewhere private to discuss this? And you're like, ah! Then you let her just la la la. I'm just saying, is it ever excusable? I think sometimes... Like, it you might think that it might help but it doesn't so well no one likes it of course that's not a question but instead of saying like calm down relax like communicate like can we talk about this in private or can we go home and talk about this or can we talk about this at a more suitable time whatever it may be but what i'm saying if he's tried that and she's still going crazy. And then he's like, okay, you need to relax. Like, is that not excusable then? If he's tried to communicate properly? I think in no case, saying relax or calm down is going to really help anything. Yeah, I mean... I think long story short, gentlemen, take relax and calm down out of your vocab <laughs> when it comes to your woman. It just makes me think about like Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Packers, when he tells his coach or his team to relax and like does that hand motion to them. Like I wonder if they get in their feelings just as much as women do when he does that. They probably do. It probably pisses them off. Do whatever you need to do to de-escalate the situation. Burn some incense. Oh no. Put on a. Um, get in the kitchen and start cooking something. <laughs> I don't know. Do whatever you need to do to get away. <laughs> start doing the dishes. <laughs> Put on an apron. Whatever. Start cleaning. That'd do be some nice. laundry. Whatever you need to go walk the dog, whatever you need to do to get out of there. Do it. Just do it. 
It was it was a great conversation. Thank you, Ina, for coming over. Yeah, just want to say Happy New Year's. Keep your resolutions in your mind and keep progressing, keep moving forward. And don't tell people to relax or calm down, ever. And put the toilet seat down. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, please subscribe to Per Usual on Instagram and comment. Let us know if there's anything that you'd like to say. And we will see you next time. Till next time, friends.